Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 56, all about Sunday. As you can probably tell from the title of this podcast, this is a really, really specific podcast topic, right? Not everybody is going to click this one because it matches exactly what you're going through, but it is such a need. I've heard from many of y'all on Instagram and through my emails that you want to know exactly what to do on Sundays when you have church or you have family events. Sundays can be a tricky day. So I wanted to share personally how we handled Sundays in the past. Our daughters are now two and a half, almost three, and four and a half, and they don't nap anymore, which is wonderful on Sundays. But I wanted to share what we did historically in the past with them and what some of my clients have done. So this podcast is not a whole lot of strategies and get to it marching orders. This is really just sharing my experience and helping you find your best fit when Sunday comes around for your family. But before I do, I want to read a review that came in from a mom of four. You see, I actually work more often with the second, the third, the fourth, even the fifth kid in the family. And Molly had this to say about our time together. Becca is a miracle worker. After having three children who were great sleepers and got on schedules pretty quickly, my fourth threw me for a loop. With four children's schedules to wrap around, I just couldn't get the sleep he needed. Becca helped me and made a custom plan for my fourth so that he could get the sleep he needed. Nap at the same time as my third, and I could get back to having some time for myself, which is a struggle with being a mom of four. I am forever thankful to be back on track and enjoying every minute of the day instead of dreading my son's 30-minute crap naps. My son is a much happier little guy, too, and we are only finishing week one. Thank you so much, Becca. Y'all, I say it all the time, but sleep really is a thing. And babies and toddlers and preschoolers want it. It is so awesome. If you want to read more of these stories, if you like hearing these, check out my Instagram on Mondays. I share your stories or go over to my Facebook page, Facebook, find me, Little Z Sleep Consulting, and just go through the reviews because it is amazing to hear your before and afters. Now, when we're talking about Sunday, we also need to preface this with, I'm kind of talking about children who know how to sleep. You see, if your little one has no concept of self-soothing strategies, if you are feeling stressed out at bedtime, if they're having frequent night wakings, if naps are just an absolute battle, then we can't realistically talk about making Sunday a schedule-free day. Why? Because when your child knows how to sleep, when your baby, when your toddler is on a schedule, they know what to expect, it's actually so freeing. I know that seems counterintuitive, like when you're on a schedule, you're free, because that was me before I had kids saying, oh, my children are going to be on my schedule and do what I want to do. Yeah, that was super naive, Becca. Here we are as a sleep consultant, and I am teaching parents how to develop very strict expectations for sleep so that on Sundays or on vacations, when you are a little bit lax, Y'all, it's not going to undo all of your progress. So that's just got to get that out of the way first. That if your little one is not a good sleeper, you're going to find it difficult to follow my guidelines. I would way rather you stop this podcast, go to littlezsleep.com, 
and find your sleep training package. Whether you want DIY approach, like give me the plan, I'll do it myself, or you want me to personally coach you, y'all, it's something that we can do together starting today. Then you can come back to this podcast in about a week or two weeks and know how to confidently get your little one really understanding the freedom of a schedule. So, all right, your little one, whether that is newborn, baby, toddler, you are really feeling confident in your schedule. You know that every day your little one goes down for two naps. 7 a.m., wake up for the day, 9.30 nap, 2 o'clock nap, 7 p.m. into bed. You've got it down. Every day of the week is so predictable until Sunday when maybe your church service starts at nine. So what in the world are you going to do? Well, if you have a baby who is used to taking a nap at 930, what I would prefer you guys to do is actually go get some coffee, go for a little drive. So when we only had one daughter and we had church service at 10, We used to do just this. We would head to Starbucks. I would let her nap in her car seat for a little bit, sip on our coffee as we drove to church, and then get her up and she'd play, play, play. So yeah, nap one was on the go and really only for like 20 to 30 minutes at most, which meant that she was pretty miserable by the time we went to go pick her up. But the thing is, you guys, we're going to have to get a little flexible with our morning schedule because when you have children, when you have a baby... This is not a free pass to just stop going to church or stop being connected to community. This is the time when you need it most. So yeah, this podcast is a little bit different. I'm getting a little into my faith here, but I really want you guys to not unplug from your community just because you've had a baby. You're just going to have to be flexible and that's okay. So nap one for us was on the go. We went and got coffee. We drove around for a little bit. We even would pick a friend up to go take to church so that it could just drive a little bit more. And so in this way, we were able to get like a 25, maybe 30 minute nap. Sure, she was used to like an hour and a half and this was on the go. So it wasn't the same quality, but it still got us to church. It got her a little bit of energy. And then we would come home at about 1130 and we would get her down for her next nap, which was normally at two. We got her down at one. Yeah, a whole hour early. But the thing is, because she knew that she needed three hours of total daytime sleep, sometimes that second nap of the day was two and a half hours Y'all was amazing. (laughs) I wish we had that back right now. And that was her way of catching back up. Now, I can't guarantee that for you. That is just one scenario, my personal scenario. Other things that you guys could do. If your church, like mine, now starts at 10 and your child takes a nap at maybe 9, 9.30, then go ahead and get them down for their nap even 20 to 30 minutes sooner than normal. This is possible because your child is usually more sleepy in the morning. So I kind of joke, this is like the sleep hangover. Your child has slept 12 hours all night long. They wake up and an hour later, they're rubbing their eyes and yawning. And you're like, how are you possibly tired? Very normal. It's called sleep pressure. And they are just feeling tired from their blissful night of sleep. Therefore, on Sunday, let's use it to our advantage. Get them down just a little bit sooner. Okay, so if they normally go down for a nap at 930 and you have to leave the house at maybe 945, go ahead and put them down at 9 a.m. and allow them to just nap for 30 to maybe 40 minutes, pick them up, change them, go to church. Right. So this is a way that you can shift their nap just a little bit to help you make it on time or get there, because y'all, let's be honest, your child is probably not going to nap in the church nursery. (laughs) 
I'm thinking about our own church nursery. It is not the environment. It's kind of like a daycare. I have never met a baby who would go back there and fall asleep. I've actually had a couple of clients at my church, and we always joke about, yeah, that's just not possible. The other scenario we may be looking at is if you have a young baby, let's say zero to five months, sometimes even six months old. If you were able to wear them during the service or just kind of wear them when you get there, maybe you get there a little early and hang out and just kind of walk around with baby and allow them to take that first nap on you, that's a win as well. Now, it may be a short nap. Maybe you walk around with them from 9.45 to 10.15. You bring them to the nursery. They've had a 30-minute little cat nap on you, and that gives them enough energy to at least have fun and enjoy being with the childcare workers for a little while. So that's another way. You could just do a quick little on-the-go nap in a baby carrier at church and then bring them back there. So as you can tell, Sunday is really just about finding what fits you best. And this is where when I speak with my clients one-on-one on the phone, they want to know like the prescription. Like, okay, well, when this happens, what do I do? And honestly, I could go through a bunch of different scenarios, but the biggest thing that they're looking for, and I've realized over the years is y'all, it's okay. It's okay to have an off day. It's okay to have an off schedule. It's going to happen. So yes, your first nap may be a little bit sooner and your second nap, maybe you'll bring that up a little bit. Now I do want to address the one nappers here. Families who have children with one nap and are very accustomed to going out to lunch after church, or maybe you don't go to church and you're very accustomed to meeting your family or friends for brunch or lunch or something, and now you have a child who needs to take a nap. So it is okay to allow them to take a little bit of a cat nap on the way there and then go to brunch, go to lunch, come home and put them down for a nap. You could definitely try that. That could work. Or some kids... my youngest, was very accustomed to being in her crib. She just did not nap on the go. And so for that, we had to make plans around her nap time, which I was okay with because she was a happier kid when she took her nap. So on times that we knew we had maybe an event at 1 or 1.30, then I would get her down at 12, only let her sleep for 45 minutes, get her up. She might take a little cat nap on the way there. And again, it was just a shorter nap day. So can you tell where I'm going with this? Y'all, it's just going to be flexible. And I think what you guys are craving to hear is that it's okay to be flexible. It really truly is okay to bend the rules, to shift our nap schedules. It is completely fine. Here's our kind of like saving time at the end of the day. Your child has probably had some short naps, some off time naps. So what I would want you to do is get your little one down for bed just a bit sooner. It doesn't have to be crazy. We're not not looking at an hour early here. Could be 15 minutes, could be 30 minutes early to help take the edge off, if you will, of their just kind of off day. So if we can get them down just a little bit sooner, if they normally, like I said, are on that seven to seven schedule and they're typically having these two naps a day that are a good spread, but now they were just a little bit off, then let's try getting your child down at 630 and get them done at 6.30 instead of 7, no, that doesn't mean that they will get up at 6.30 a.m. In fact, the later you push your child to stay awake, the earlier they will get up. Have you found that out? It's very true. So the earlier you pull them up their bedtime, it actually could help them sleep better and fuller and longer, which is awesome after an off day. So give them that gift of just getting down for bed a little bit sooner Maybe it's 15, maybe it's 30 minutes. You don't need to do too much more than that to help get them back on. Now, just some encouragement. 
the next day, Monday, whether they are back to daycare or whether you are staying at home with them, this is your hardcore day, okay? Now it's strict Becca coming back in action. You've got to get back into it on Monday. Here's why. It takes 24 hours for your child to get back on track after an off day. So if Sunday is a little bit of a lax schedule day, Monday, we're back into it. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Let's get back into routine. Now, I also want to look at vacation times, which is an upcoming episode we'll talk about as the warmer months are here. But you guys, we want to make sure that your child knows the foundations of sleep. And if they do, if your child knows, okay, it's nap time, I go back to my room, I get my diaper changed or I go potty, I read a quick book, maybe I put my sleep sack on, I get into my bed, you leave, I go to sleep, check, 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 all this stuff is great. Awesome. Feel free to bend those rules on Sunday. At the very end of this, I want you to also evaluate any opportunities that your child could nap in certain spaces. So maybe every Sunday you have a family lunch that you get together for. Well, if it's at someone's house, ask them if it's okay for you to set your child up in a pack and play in a bathroom or a large closet. Or if you have a toddler who takes a nap, maybe you need to bring the pack and play. Or if they are a toddler who is above three and they don't normally nap Monday through Friday, it's okay that they skip nap on Saturday, Sunday. Seriously, it is okay. If they're under three and they typically have these naps, then I would still suggest a pack and play to ensure that they stay put for their nap. And I want you to to just evaluate if we can get your child down for a nap there because gosh, how freeing would that be? You could put your child down for a nap at someone else's house and know that they sleep great. This is also an amazing plug for my favorite travel product and company, SlumberPod. They're phenomenal and what a way to just use this every single week if you know that you are going to have an event and you could securely put your child into their pack and play with a slumber pot on top and they sleep well. So you guys, it is just fine to bend the rules, to get flexible and this is the beauty of having a child who knows how to go to sleep. It is so freeing. So I hope this gave you some encouragement today and I want to hear how this works for you. Tell me how much this means to have someone give you permission to break the rules. Sometimes that's what we need, right? I would love to hear what you guys think on my iTunes review or scroll down if you're listening on the website and share a comment with me. I want to hear your big sleep wins or small because we want to celebrate anything and everything about sleep. Sweet dreams. See you.